For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit MyPillow.com. Use the code word REBEL for a discount on pillows, sheets, pet beds, and everything else at MyPillow.com. Woo! Rebels, it's that time. Can you feel it? Are you ready to be a great parent? Do you want to feel like you're back on your honeymoon? Well, we believe in you and God believes in you. Rebels, it's time to join the rebellion. It's time for Rebel Parenting. Happy Wednesday to all you rebels out there, you powerful parents, or happy whatever day you're listening to this podcast. We happen to release this on a Wednesday. Hope you're enjoying the podcast. Thank you for sharing this with your friends and family. We have got a fun show for you today. Jody Barron is on the program today talking about praying for your kids, and it's such a reminder. I know people of faith are like, oh yeah, prayer, but sometimes we need that reminder of how powerful it can be. And Jody does a great job of that. Let's dive into this edition of Rebel Parenting with our friend Jody Barrett. Oh, Rebels, what's happening? We have oh, first guest in studio. What? what? Jody Burnt, thanks so, so much for being here. This is the best. So exciting. <laughs> okay, Love it. so. I'm just going to throw myself under the bus. Before you arrived this morning, this rug was not here. Oh. That lamp was not there. That, that lamp was not you... there. It was, the bookcase wasn't finished. I, mean, I got up. We've been, man, we look good. Yeah. You look so we good. We got it all together. Look at and this set. No sign of the design team. They've all scrammed. Mm. They've all left. <laughs> it's so great. This is man. wonderful. Thank you, we producer K. <laughs> Honestly, this will be, uh, I listened to a podcaster and he's like, why do we celebrate birthdays? What did you do to deserve that? He has um, achievement days. Like uh, I celebrate the day I got this job or I accomplished yeah. this goal yeah. kind of thing. I'm going to celebrate this date. I can celebrate mm-hmm. it. The 21st night of yes. September. Well, this well, first of, day of fall. First Isn't day of it fall. The first day there you of go. Fall, Ooh, right? All good. I'll take that. Okay. Man, this looks good. Celebrate. Praise looks the Lord. So good. It looks so good. Ah. <sighs> You know, Jody, you don't know any of this, but for me, part of the reason why I love this is because it's so, so familiar. One of my best friends in the world made this table. Um, Another best friend made this table. Yep, made that table. My friend Joshua painted this of my wife and I for our wedding. We got that pinball machine from him doing a wedding. Oh my gosh. He married a couple and they traded us for a pinball machine. Wow, that is is the best. His friends. So I, I'm so, I'm not going to get emotional on this. Wow, I'm so happy. Mm, and so our best good. friend, paint, one of our friends painted this. Yep. Yeah. Young, yeah. younger friends. And he just had a baby. Yeah. Aww. So Joshua and Reba, you. let's talk about praying for our kids. Yes. yes. Jody, I feel so silly. My mom was the national, president of the National Day of Prayer yes. for 25 or 26 rock years. Rockstar mom. You so 25? Yeah. Yeah. 25 years. Yes. I remember yes. when she said she was going to take over that. She's like, oh, I think just maybe like a year or two. Yeah. And then <laughs> 25 years. when you years. do such a good job at something. Oh, they keep we... you around. Yep. Yeah. Yep. She's wonderful. When she took that over, I thought, oh, you are great for this job. When I was in high school, I can remember coming home and, you know, you try to sneak in quiet and, you know, I, <laughs> I wasn't breaking curfew, but I was still trying to sneak in that they wouldn't know I was late. And countless times I would tiptoe past my parents' bedroom and I would see them praying for me. Oh. And on their knees. Uh, always. Uh, always wow. on their knees. They still do that. Wow. And throughout my life, I know no matter where I am, no matter what's going on, yeah. no matter what situation I'm in, yeah. tonight, yeah. my parents will pray for me. Absolutely. And that's a huge deal. Throw myself under the bus. I just forgot. 
I didn't realize it with my kids. I didn't realize it with my wife and my ministry. And we're two years into rebel parenting and I can't stop praying. And I look back at the last 13 years of our marriage and think, what was I doing? What was I doing with my kids? I wasn't praying like this. Mm -hmm. I'm dying with it. What was that light bulb moment for you? When you, know, you realize it's I, well, just I just everything. I love what you just said though about and you didn't say this word, but just the security that you probably got walking past your parents, knowing your earthly oh. parents are talking to your heavenly parent mm-hmm. about you. You know, and what a really? fabulous mm-hmm. image for a child to mm-hmm. carry. You know, and we know kids, they might roll their eyes. My kids rolled their eyes and let sometimes pray and this and that. But at the end of the day, that is what gives them confidence, security, joy, mm-hmm. knowing that somebody who's bigger than they are, more powerful than they mm-hmm. are, you know, our Lord yeah. God is active on their behalf and that he cares. Yeah. So it did. It gave me so much security. Yeah. And yeah. it was just that reminder. It was that, you know, I can tell you I was, I'm a kid like any other kid Sure. and an adult like any other adult. And I did dumb, crazy, stupid things. I can tell you many, many times I would have pause and think, oh, someone cares about me tonight. Someone cares about mm-hmm. you. Yep, someone yeah. cares about you. Someone's praying about you. And they tell me. That's the other thing, too, yeah. that I think it's so important. I want to tell all the rebels out there, tell your kids that you prayed for them. Tell them when you pray for them, yeah. what you prayed for them about. All the My parents, they'll be like, oh, right, we just prayed for you and Laura. And we prayed yeah. that, da 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 And I just think, what? I could not agree more. Ooh, and I yeah. think parents sometimes think, oh, my kids are going to think that's goofy. They're going to, you know, think I'm old-fashioned, whatever. The kids are going to love it. And even if they don't say it now, I mean, our kids are now adults. And they will now call us, ask us to pray for things, mm, yes. text us with a prayer request, tell their friends that we'll pray for their friends. You know, it comes around. So even if the kid is rolling wow. their eyes now, keep at it. Just it's it's nothing other than saying I love you. It is. It is. It is saying I love you. Yeah. When did that hit you? When I mean, when in your well, I grew journey... up with um, parents who were praying. Okay. Um, my dad became a believer when I was eight years old. He'd come home from a full gospel businessmen's conference, and he really? said, "You know, even though I've taught your Sunday school, we've been a good church-going family. I never knew it was not about how good I was. I got to tell you, kids, it's about we're actually sinners, and we need a relationship with Jesus. And even at eight years old, I knew I was a sinner. Talk about rebel! Yeah. I mean, Whoa. and and so for." Him to be able to explain that to me in language I could understand and lead me and my siblings to Christ, um, our lives sort of took a 180 and prayer became part of things. And so when I had my own children, I would pray for them, but um, I would pray things like help them on their spelling test, heal them if they get sick, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And somewhere along the way, maybe when our eldest was in first grade or kindergarten, I tapped into the idea. I was reading the Bible and I came upon some passage, no idea what it is now. But I thought, you know, that is what I'd like God to do for my children. Mm. And so maybe it was Ephesians 4.29. It probably wasn't, but that's a Ephesians that's one. That's it's hard. such a good one. You know, yep. in that verse, um, I could be wrong, but I think it says, let no unwholesome talk yep. come out of your mouth, mouth. Mm-hmm. but only what's helpful for building others up, that it would benefit those who listen. And I think my kids were probably squabbling, as kids do. Yep. Um, and at that verse, I thought, Lord... Let that be true in their lives. Mm. Let no unwholesome talk come out of their mouth. Let what they mm. say be beneficial in building each other's up. And I thought, okay, there's power there. There's more yep. than help you on your spelling test. And that's a great prayer, you know, heal you when you're sick, help you on spelling yes. test, help you speak nice. Those are all great. But I think when we begin tapping into God's word as and the source of our prayers, word. there is real mm. power there. Huh. So, yeah. I just started doing it. Yeah. I just. And how's that been? How's it going? I, I don't know. I just say <laughs> the prayers and it's it was a book 
given to me by by your mom for mm-hmm. beth moore wrote it yes yeah and it's saying it says praying for your children and it's just similar to this like i got both of them she mm-hmm. gave me both oh, <laughs> she gave awesome. me yours and she gave me beth's that's and so great. i just started i'm on page like 16 i think yeah. and i just yeah. read it yeah so i don't really know yet how like it's very yeah. new it feels very foreign right mm-hmm. and but mm-hmm. see i love that um you're doing it and even though it feels foreign and one of the things that i love about praying the scriptures apart from the power angle is just that it's so doable for people yes you can read a verse like in my book you can turn to the back of the chapter probably beth has that too um and you read the verse you put your child's name in the blank or your friend or your husband whoever you're praying for and you have a prayer. So even if you don't know anything about prayer, you didn't grow up in a praying yep. home. Your parents didn't do right. that for you. And like we beat ourselves up. Right. You know, I don't know how to do it because yep. my mom didn't show me. Exactly. Mm. You know what? That's okay. It you is. You just pray And it's such a normal words. feeling. Yeah. So Absolutely. all you rebels out there, yeah. it's normal. I did it's not. Normal. I was not raised in a Christian home. Absolutely. And so it feels foreign and awkward. And, foreign. and I'm saying these big lofty prayers. And I'm like, wow, is, yeah. are these really going to happen? Is this really yeah. going to yeah. come true if I keep Well, it's happening more and more as well. There's... It's not as much. I mean, my parents' generation, most people, and by most, it was 80, 90% prayed regularly. And the whole society funneled people in that direction. And today it is so foreign. So many kids have not been raised with a prayer life or a faith life. And then they have kids. Right. And they go, oh my goodness, I'm helpless. They want to know. And I've had young moms tell me that. They've said, thank you for your book because I grew up without that. And I want to know how to do it for my kids. And for me, it's so awkward. But I don't want it to be awkward for my children. Mm -hmm. Right. And so, I mean, and it it doesn't have to be. Mm -hmm. God doesn't Mm -hmm. care how we sound. For goodness sake, we think we have to sound all holy and right and convince him to do what we want. He loves us so much. He just loves talking to us. I love that it says the Holy Spirit utters the words we don't know to speak. Yes. And there are times where I'm in crisis and I just go, I don't know. I don't know. Lord, I don't know. Are, yeah. We we have a brand new puppy. Oh, so that's why you're praying. Now I got, get it. She got lost. <laughs> you're the other right. Night. <laughs> they coincided. No, no. She was. She's five pounds. She got oh. lost the other night. Oh. And. She was lost for over, over an, an hour. hour, and we had the entire neighborhood of searching for I her. Did. Everyone was searching, and I, I just finally told the Lord, I can't do this. I, I don't have any. I'm. I am yeah. going crazy. Mm-hmm. And I remember in that moment, this sounds so holy and it was not because I was, you can ask Laura, I got a mile away from here. My five pound puppy couldn't get a mile away. Yeah. I was in a wilderness area wondering if she had been taken by an animal oh. looking for oh. something that's big We're as my shoe. We're looking for a bobcat. Oh. And I remember just thinking, I know the Holy Spirit knows all the things that are, yeah. that I'm freaking. And in, okay, you tell God. Yeah. 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 And I, that's what I was well, doing. Wait, too. what's the end of the story? Okay, oh, so, sorry. Oh, oh, gosh. Let me tell. Let me tell. <laughs> so, literally, okay, so I'm in the wilderness area up here. Crying I, and, and I'm praying. Dying. Crying out to God, where's my pup? Yeah. Yes. And I have a neighbor, Will, who he has a big schnauzer dog who, who plays with little coconut. He comes out, he says, Hey, let me let my dog loose in your house and oh. in your backyard, and she'll sniff her out and find Brilliant. her for you just in case. So, uh, no, I'm so sorry. No, that's Disney. You can't go, hey, dog. My dog doesn't even come to me when I call. You can go, hey, listen, we're missing a puppy of these neighbors two doors down. Could you go find it? Yeah. That's what he did with the the dog. The The dog dog runs around the backyard. Two minutes later, found it. in the house. (laughs) We had searched our house five or six times. Yelling, Coco, coconut, Coco. Dog comes down, playing with Coco, just... Wagging its tail, like, and yawning, like... (laughs) Yeah, what's all the fuss about? Waking up. She had been at the vet and had got a oh. shot and had fallen asleep and just couldn't hear. Just 
out. Oh, wow. Just you decided, wow. and she was wow. wedged in between like two uh, baskets, um, clothes, clothes, yeah. clothes baskets. Yeah. Just sleeping. But see, here you are praying, and God uses a dog. Yeah. God uses so many things. We were so to, thankful. You know, answer our prayers. It's yeah. wonderful. You said something to Laura a second ago, which I liked. She said, "I just started doing it," and you said, "How's it going?" Yes. And she said, I don't know. And you said, great, just keep going. And that's, I think sometimes, especially today, right. we're used to Amazon Prime. Oh, we're used to yes. my order right. today. It comes tomorrow. Yes. And yeah. if you're in a couple of cities, I order yeah. it now and it comes in an hour. Yeah. And God most often doesn't work when I want right. him to in Isn't my time frame. Isn't that the truth? And I really encourage people sometimes to pray with a long time horizon in mind. Ooh, because I think that helps analogy. you wait well. Mm. We know, and we can say intellectually, that God's timing is always perfect. He's never forgetful. He's never late. Yeah. But in our heart, sometimes that's hard to grasp. Yes. So for me, when I mm-hmm. set out to pray about something, yes, I want it answered now. But I love to give God in prayer sort of the freedom to work on his timetable. And in fact, um, I tell several stories in the, in the books about those long-term prayers. One of them is... Um, our daughter Virginia and I, this might be in the praying the scriptures for your adult children. Um, it might be in praying the scriptures for your children. I'm sorry, I don't know. Um, but she was a very bold believer as a young child and would be um, too bold in, in some ways. I remember her being on the <laughs> playground and walking past a conversation where our elder daughter, who's a lot more compassionate, was in conversation with a gal whose dad um, was incarcerated. And she, Virginia, the younger one, heard Hillary, the older one, saying, gosh, you know, we'll pray for you. That sounds really hard. And the girl whose dad was in jail said, oh, you know, our family doesn't believe in Jesus. We don't believe in prayer. We, we kind of think that's stupid. And Virginia stops in her tracks. And Hillary told us the story at dinner is how we learned it and said, she thinks prayer is stupid. She doesn't believe in Jesus. She goes, she's going to hell and keeps walking. And you're thinking, this is an elementary school playground. And I thought, Okay, okay, okay. You know, I love Virginia's conviction and all, but God, if she's ever going to influence anyone for your kingdom, if she's ever going to have any friends, she's going to need a little wisdom and grace Mm -hmm. to go along with that boldness. So that year I picked, um, and I did this on, I I wrote it on a hand. I traced her hand out and wrote it on on the... Okay. I okay, ju- wait, when you stop. said yeah, when, you, that is adorable. when you said I did this for her, I, I wrote sudden, it on her hand. It, oh, you're thinking I tattered. No, it no. dawned on me. You traced her hand and yes. did that. Yes, that is it's even better. I traced her hand, rebels, and wrote this prayer. This is back from 2003, and I found this just looking through scripture. One, another one of those things. I'm just reading along, and this pops out, and it was like the Holy Spirit said, "This is what I want you to pray for yeah. your bold little girl." I pray that Virginia would be wise, shining like the brightness of the heavens, and that she would lead many to righteousness mm-hmm. and thereby shine like the stars forever oh, and ever. Goodness. And Virginia now is like 24 years old. She lives and works in New York City. And I tell people she's as happy on a bar stool as she is at a Bible study. Yeah. She's always interacting with people, still super strong in her faith. But instead of like pointing the finger at you, yeah. mm-hmm. she is saying, tell me about your life. And she's sharing God's love. And she's just oozing grace without compromising the truth, but God has answered this Daniel 12 prayer in her life. He's made her wise and tempered that boldness in a beautiful way. But that's an example of what I mean by a long-term prayer. Yes. He didn't do that by second grade or even third grade. And she's like, I am. She blurts out the wrong thing. You know, she's inappropriate. I'm inappropriate. But, um, but we've seen the trajectory of his grace in her life. And it's a long-term answer to prayer. I love those ideas. I'm going to copy that. Yeah. (laughs) Grace without compromise. What could you imagine saying that about your child? 
Oh, how about saying it about me? I'd love to be grace without compromise. Right? And I tend to be sometimes not grace. This, I want to be grace. You, I got to give you the mom pat on the back and your husband's <laughs> over here. He's not on camera, but I give dad pat on the back to have an adult child and to have the descriptor of grace without compromise. Oh. That's a huge, that's huge thing. Oh, thank you for that. Thank what you a, for what that. a treat. Thank that's you. awesome. Yeah. Um, I have a question. So what would you say? I know we kind of touched on it a little bit as being a new mom or some of the moms that are out there. Where would you say start? Like, what's the best way oh, to just get started? A, that's such a good question. And I asked that to a, an older mom when I had young kids because I didn't feel like I had time. Yes. You know, I was oh, lucky not to be thrown right. up on. I We, had, we yep. had four kids in six years. And I thought if I'm going to be a praying mom, I need an hour. I need my Bible and my journal. And I need yes. quiet. And yes, I love that. I don't want to discourage anyone from going after that as their goal. That's wonderful. But when you just have people all around all the yeah. time, this older mom said to me, you know, just do it. Pray while you're in the carpool line. Pray while you're taking your kids behind the stroller. Pray mm-hmm. while you clean the toilets. Yeah. Because for me, you know, I was always having to clean something. Yep. And I remembered in the Bible how uh, the priest would burn incense and it would go up before the Lord and it would be the prayers of the people. And I thought, you know, I don't have incense, but I got this smell of this Tylex. And it's like filling the bathroom and i'm going to just use that as my prompt to say lord it's not incense but it's a smell and i just want you to work your will in our family and i would wow. pray while i cleaned i mean that's pathetic i know no, that sounds no, really no, no, not, not but at you, all. you do what you can do yeah so i would say just do it but i'll tell you i do love 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 the idea of incorporating scriptures into your prayer time because yeah. for me right. i don't know if your listeners are like this but I felt like my prayers when my kids were little began to get a little dull because I was always like, help them be nice, keep them safe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, all great prayers, mm-hmm. but they felt mm-hmm. repetitive. When I Correct. tapped into the Bible, there was this wealth of creative prayer prompts. And Jesus says when he's talking to his disciples, he says, if you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you wish and it'll be done for you. That's yeah. John 15 verse seven. And I remember reading that the first time I thought, oh yeah, right. That means you slap a Bible verse on something, God has to do it. That sounds a little name it, claim yeah. it. Well, what the Lord really has been showing me is it's not slap a Bible verse. It's a, if you remain in Christ and his words remain in you, you know, if we dig into scripture and let it shape our thoughts, mm-hmm. our reactions, our parenting techniques, mm. how we respond when a child does something that we don't think is the best plan, all of that, when it's shaped by scripture, yeah. the more our desires for our kids will line up with what God already wants to do. And then our mm. prayers line up with that. So it's like our prayers, when they're rooted in that scripture, um, they just line up with what yeah. God wants to do and good things happen. Mm. Man, like that's like that. what you were talking about honey about how it starts to transform us yes absolutely because then we start to know the word yeah we think more. we're praying for our kids and we are we, yeah but we we're are. the ones also being mm-hmm. shaped mm-hmm. yeah and sometimes that shaping is tough sometimes yeah. it is yeah. it's like a chisel yeah it's like, yeah <laughs> we gotta learn to surrender like yes. I, I was just telling you about my friend Jeannie Cunyon who wrote the book mom set free that's right and my favorite line that she says is we are significant in our kids lives but we are not sovereign yeah. and so often Ooh, we parents yeah. either try to take credit for the good right. or blame ourselves for the bad and you, you go no 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 listen you're not in control you're not sovereign yeah. mm-hmm. yes you can create a climate for your kids faith to grow mm-hmm. you are significant but at the end of the day god's in control yeah they yeah. are their own person they yep. have their own story they have their own yep. journey yep. to walk sure and mm-hmm. we just get to steward that totally mm. yeah. i was with my counselors and um this is a while back i was asking too much of laura and mm. I'm a super hard worker. I'm totally type A, yeah, yeah. a little obsessive. And uh, you're when my, in doubt, you're my soulmate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> when in doubt, work harder. You know, it's just, oh gosh, we can keep going. And uh, they said, you're being totally unreasonable. 
you know, mm. it's just, this is unreasonable. And mm-hmm. I remember being frustrated. There was things to do and there was work to be done. And, and I didn't feel like everybody was pitching in and, and, and I just started praying, Lord, let me love my wife like you do. Oh my God. Can gosh, you let me love my kids like you prayer. do? And I feel silly saying it now because it's like, oh, it was so great. I was in the fit of anger. I was yeah. so just like, oh, I can't believe it. Yeah. I was so mad. Yeah. yeah. And I just thought, I, I'm not loving them like yeah. you do. I'm not giving them grace. I'm not seeing what's going on in, in the mm-hmm. big picture and all the other things that are going. I'm all I am is a narcissist concerned with my workload and what I'm doing. <laughs> and it was convicting. Mm-hmm. It really was convicting to mm-hmm. say, I don't love my family like you do. That's such a great prayer. That's such a great prayer to help us love with the father love. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he is the perfect parent. I, I just, I read Hosea 11 not long ago, and it's one of my favorite images of God in scripture. And you, cause you see his mother heart and his father heart in there because he's talking to rebellious Israel who's walked away, who's rejected him. And he says, you know, when you were young, I bent down to feed you. I mm-hmm. taught you to walk. I lifted you up. Mm. And you see these images and whether you're a mom or a dad, you can so picture that place of Mm -hmm. I cared for you. And then you grew up and you walked away. Mm. You turned, you followed other gods, you rejected me. And as parents, we all know, you know, if our kid is as old as 18 months or two, we begin to understand, let alone 12, 15, what that can look like to walk away or have that rejection. And yet God says in that Isaiah passage, when you said you're angry, he says, my anger was aroused. He's like, he says that word. He said, a sword will flash in your cities. You read that and you're like, whoa, he's bringing vengeance. But then he says, but my compassion was aroused. Mm. And the compassion and the love cover over the anger. And that's what we want in our parenting. That our compassion and our love for our kids will just be the dominant emotion and will will animate and Mm -hmm. inspire our parenting just as it does our Heavenly Father's. He does everything out of His love for us. That's right. And anger is one of the poorest motivators of children. Oh. It is such a whole, you know, I was watching. And it's an epidemic right now in in the church and and in our culture. I mean, it's just. We interviewed Wendy Speak and Amber Leah on Triggered. Oh, yeah. uh, they have the thing, no more angry moms. Oh, and wow. uh, I was watching. We're re-releasing my dad's original film series. We and uh, and the one we just did on the service called VidAngel. And I was watching one of his films from 1978. Wow. Yep. Wow. And he said, one of the things I see teachers and parents do that is detrimental and it doesn't work is trying to use anger as a mm, motivator. Mm, mm. And the Bible says, be angry. It. it doesn't work. But do not but sin. But in your anger, do not sin. Yeah, anger is not a sin. People get mixed up with that. Right? They're yes, like, oh, they I got angry. That's a sin. You're like, no, no. Mm-hmm. Anger is right. a human emotion. Yeah. And what I was talking but, about, my anger was sinful at that point. Yes. And that's why I was telling the Lord, I am I am bad at this. Yeah. I'm really being yeah. bad at this. Yeah. Like my dad says, get angry before you get angry. Isn't that a funny one? Oh, get wow. mad before you get mad. Get mad wow. before you get mad. Like if you know you're going to get mad here because your kids are doing all this. Yeah. Just get mad up here. Just get mad over here and then you can go deal with the situation. Wow. So you have the emotion, but you mm-hmm. respond properly. Yeah. Good one. Which not that we do all the time, but hey. Please. Right? We're all, we're Working all, on it. We're all in progress. I'll tell progress, you one thing in the book. When this book first came, we've gotten lots of books on prayer. And uh, we've, I think we've done one other one. I, I normally don't choose them. Okay. Because they're formulaic. I don't like formulas. Yeah. Um, yep. They're uh, 30,000 feet, 60,000 feet. Yeah. yeah. Real general. Right. The, the quote unquote struggle. Right. And um, that doesn't really work for me. I have real struggles and they're specific. Yeah. In yours, mm-hmm. I wrote these down. You've got how to pray over your kid's faith, their safety, their character, their relationships. I just had a parent 
call me and they said, my kid is friends with this person at school and it is a horrible influence on them and I don't know what to do and how do I get them to not be friends with them? And I was like, I don't have, I, I don't know. Wow. What wow. do I do? Because wow. if you, if you're like, you can't play with that person, well, immediately that's yeah. going to be the Romeo sure. and Juliet, you know, sure. kind of thing. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And you know what? Yeah. yeah. I was like, let's pray. Because when in doubt, when I know I have no answers, which should be all the time, but I don't have any answers. It's go to the Lord. He will find an answer for me. Absolutely. And I often say, I think sometimes when we, when we see something that's going on in our kids' lives, whether it's a Mm. destructive friendship, whether it's drug use, when they're, whatever it is, you know, um, when we see it, our default position, as you say, is often fear or worry, anxiety, anger. When I I would like what God to do in my life and in, and in your listeners' lives is um to say that is God cluing us in on the fact that our kids have a need and God wants to address it and He wants us to partner with Him through prayer because hmm. prayer really is a partnership. You know, God's the one who gets it done. I love what yeah. Watchman Nee said. He said, "When we pray, it's like we lay lay down the railroad tracks for the locomotive of God's power to come through." Hmm. And so when we see something that's going on in our kids, instead of going straight to worry or fear, anger, go to God to say, hey, you showed me this need, this friendship that needs to be maybe worked on, changed, moved along, um, dating relationship that's not great, whatever it is, Lord, would you go to work? And one of the prayers my parents prayed over me when I was young was out of uh, Job, and I'm not going to get the reference right, so I'm not going to even try. But they prayed that the Lord would put a hedge of protection around me Mm. so that only what was good would be allowed through that hedge. And they will laugh. I'll say, how did, how did I know Robbie was the right husband for me? And my parents were like, well, we prayed that hedge that only the right one would get through. (laughs) And I thought, okay, you know, um, start praying that prayer rebels. There you go. There you go. Start praying that prayer. I'll tell you what, that's the thing I hear from, uh, I was talking to a dad. I won't throw him under the bus, but he knows, (laughs) you know who I'm talking to. You know, we were talking just a couple weeks ago and where we were, and he was talking about his daughter's dating. And I just, I got that. I, oh, I instantly go, ooh. Yeah, ah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And honestly, prayer's the only thing that's going to work in that situation. Sure. You we know? jokingly say just buy more guns, get a bat, get more oh, tattoos. All that stuff. Get, you know, but, but you know, but I reality say too is, that our kids yeah. are often out of our reach. And even if they're not out of our reach physically, because they're still in the home. Like mm. mine are grown up, so they're out. So they're physically out of my reach. But they might be spiritually and emotionally out of your reach. Yeah. But they're not out of God's reach. Never. And so how we can influence their lives. Yes, we can try to give advice. We can lecture. We can set things up. And we should, you know, yes. we shouldn't just take hands off and go, I'm not going to do anything or give you advice or discipline you when you need it. All that's part of parenting. But those times when they're out of our reach, physically or emotionally, mm-hmm. we need to remember they're mm-hmm. not out of God's mm-hmm. and the way mm-hmm. we impact and affect change is through prayer. You know mm-hmm. what? There's a book behind you somewhere I could oh, pull gosh, it down. Oh gosh, there's 700 books I behind you. Aaron Metaxas, love yeah. him. Yes. Wow, I'm going to turn around an, and do some reading. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm such a big nerd on, on reading. Oh, it was uh, Andrew Palau. He has a book called The Secret Life of a Fool. And you just made me think of that because I went to college out of state. Um, I was not near my parents when I was Mm. dating and going to school Mm -hmm. and, you know, all those types of things. Andrew didn't come to the Lord till he was in his 20s. Okay. Mid to late 20s. And Luis is one of the foremost evangelists of the world. Wait, is he Luis's son? Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Love Luis Palau. Okay. Okay. All right. Andrew was, and he would tell you this, he was crazy. He was he was setting fires like not Christian. Oh, my son was crazy. Like for real, he was getting in trouble. He was wild. 
And I thought, you know, when that book came and I wanted to interview him, I thought, were your parents permissive? Were they lenient? Were they absentee? Were they, what was it? I read that book. Oh, they were loving and they were praying. Mm. They were praying. He was out of their physical environment like I was. And my parents would say, oh, hey, we prayed for you. And even when I was like, "Mm," because I wasn't behaving myself, Mm -hmm. I still knew. And I saw other parents try to control their kids from afar. Yeah. Yeah. You know, via uh, bribery, we'll send you a grocery card or a gas card if you promise to X, Y, Z. Oh, yeah. Go to chapel and do this and do that. If you don't do this and if you do this and and all those things. And it's like, you know what? You're an adult. You're not in my home anymore. I love you so much. And you're going to make mistakes. But I will be praying every day. Mm, Every day. Anytime you need me, you call. My parents do that. We'll pray every day. Anytime you need, you call. That's beautiful. Yeah. That's one of the neatest things about your dad since I've joined, since I've married Ryan. Anytime he wants to talk to his dad, no matter where he is, whether he's in a board meeting or at home or meeting with the president, if Ryan calls, everything stops and his dad will call him back within, uh, usually within five minutes or be told, call me back right at this time and Jim's on the phone. Okay, he so did it yesterday. you have tears in my eyes with that, and it's because of the image, and you know this, of us with our Heavenly Father. Yeah. Yep. Because we always have access. Always and what a beautiful picture that you have that with your earthly father. That's yeah. beautiful. And that, you know, and I, I tell you what, somehow the Lord let him know that's what I specifically needed because mm-hmm. focus on the family and family talk got bigger and bigger and bigger, bigger. Bigger and bigger, bigger, yeah. And more and more people were pulling on him, and everyone's yeah. stopping to ask for advice, and we get interrupted at dinner, all those things. Yesterday, I'm 48 years old. Yesterday I called, I don't even know where I called. It was something silly. It was something he would laugh about. And it was Wednesday. I forgot he was in cabinet, which is all the cabinet level, all the vice presidents, those types of people. He picked up his cell phone. He's like, Hey, Rye. And I was like, Hey, listen to this. Listen to this. And he goes, Rye, it's Wednesday. I'm in cabinet. And I was like, Oh, okay. But, but it's really good. It's funny. You'll like it, dad. And he he started laughing. He was like, okay, okay. I gotta go. Now. I gotta go. Gotta go. And That's then awesome. I can just picture. I know his boardroom table. Yeah. This and with all yep. these people in suits, and he's laughing. <laughs> and then he hangs up and just goes back to it. They're all like, well, yeah. But he's For like me, that with his grandkids, and he and I know yeah. I feel like he'd be like that yeah. way with me if I needed him in the studio with the grandkids. Right. Yep. He was he recording did. a broadcast and interrupted it mid broadcast because the okay. kids came in the room. It's a tangible, Expression. physical. I care about you. Yeah. And yeah. for you to equate that with the Lord is so beautiful because mm-hmm. it's, I, I'm, hey, you want to talk? Okay. Yeah. I'm here. Uh, right yeah. now. Always. Yeah. Always have access. Mm. Amen. What do you wish you had known about prayer when you first started that you know now? Oh, it's probably the same thing that I wish I would do. And we touched on that a little bit earlier is we can talk about prayer. We can write about prayer. Um, but it's actually the doing prayer. I'll never forget. So convicting. But one time I, when I was working on one of the chapters for the praying the scriptures for your children book, um, I was writing away at the computer and I heard these little footsteps on the stairs and it was, I think our daughter, Virginia. And I said, what are you doing awake? You're supposed to be in bed. And she said, well, we're just waiting for you to come tuck us in and pray with us. And I had forgotten that because I had some writing to do. And I thought, oh my gosh, here I am writing about prayer and not doing prayer. And I thought, Lord, you know. Yeah. And so I would just say, as much as we talk about it, as much as we read about it, you said you've got these books on prayer and I like Mm -hmm. you, I'm a book nerd. I read them all too. Um, 
just to be just doing it even in the tender simple times yes carving out the big times but even in the breathing in and out through our day to touch space with Mm -hmm. our heavenly father and that's something i wish i knew then and it's something i would still like to master today and you know it's Mm -hmm. we're always growing I, I just tried starting praying at red lights because I used to oh, text at red lights. Yeah. So I'd pull out my phone and text as many people as I could. Like, yeah. and now you I just, said I pray at red lights. I was instantly going, oh, I text at red lights. Because so like, oh. usually that's what, yeah. you know, you look your around right. in your yeah. car. And, yeah, pray and at red lights. That's texting. so good. That's and good. So, but you know what's going to happen. You're going to get more red lights because God's going to be like, oh, I want a little more time with her. Amen. <laughs> amen. That's okay. I need more time with him. And then I had another mom when I was little, little as a Christian, baby Christian. Um, I was at her house. She had five little kids running around her. And I was like, how do you even... Like, how do you do this? And right. she's like, Laura, every single time I wash the fork and every single time I wash mm-hmm. the knife, yeah. I'm praying. Right. right. I'm like, oh. And there's just, a beauty and in, I that, didn't get in it that rhythm. Into, yeah, yeah, in that rhythm. I did not get it at age 23. Right. I did not get what she was saying mm-hmm. until here I am sure. now as a mama sure. too, washing sure. dishes going, oh, wait, yeah. I can actually be praying for my right. children. Wash and the other thing more. I would encourage people too um, is to have to pray with someone, to have a prayer partner. Yes. Um, because I think that builds that structure, that accountability into your prayer life. Yes. And it also, for me anyway, during the dark seasons in our kids' lives, which, you know, sometimes happened every Wednesday, sometimes we're longer, whatever, just when they're going through things, there are times when moms and dads can get too discouraged to pray. You're yep. just too close to it. Yeah. yeah. Where having a friend who can come alongside you and say, I'll believe for your child. I'll lift you up. Yes. I'll pray that prayer for you mm-hmm. when you're just too weary in the fight and yep. it is a fight um oh. to come alongside you to say I, I, i'll be your partner i'll lift that up and you know scripture says where two or more are gathered there i am was with them and i know that's talking about restoration and justice mm-hmm. in the church but i think that is the underlying scripture for all prayer groups whether your group is two people or ten people mm-hmm. and for me that's been really transformative at every age and i think now that my kids are grown um, that's harder sometimes because you don't have as many organic friendships on the sidelines at yes. the soccer game or in the playground where you're sitting on a bench with another mom or dad. Right, Correct. Right. Um, but we all need that community. We all need to find somebody that we can say, let's pray together. So did you have a mentor who taught you to pray or did you just have the Lord teach you? I was just wondering. Um, I would say my parents, you know, modeled okay. prayer, mm-hmm. which was a gift and beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. Um, the Holy Spirit, certainly, you know, the Lord For pulled sure. me along. And then I think my mentors probably came more in the form of um, books, books and Bible study teachers mm-hmm. over the years. So I would love to have had an actual real life you know, I, I will say Susan Yates is an author friend that I began to know as an author, but then grew, grew to know as a friend. And she's just um, a little bit older than I am. And her kids are just a little older than mine, so I could learn from her. Um, but she's written a whole bunch of books. Mm-hmm. The first one was called And Then I Had Kids. And it was kind of what she wished she had known. <laughs> you know, she'd go to the park and think, that kid has snot coming out of their nose. What? What's the mom thinking? And then she had kids. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just glad my kid's alive. Exactly. So, um, yeah. You know, so so. She, her influence was really great as well. Susan Yates. Mm. Yeah. Neat. You know I what just, I love you oh. said? Go on. She had kids just a little older than yours. Yes. Right? Yeah. And then that's the interesting one because when your mentor or mom is considerably older, that's okay too. Right. Sometimes they've forgotten what stages you're going through uh-huh. and how big it is to you in that moment, regardless of if in 20 years you, you look back and go, oh, that wasn't that big of a deal, you know? Right. So right. just a little bit older, it's right. like, oh, hey. Yeah something's getting ready to come down the pipe and yeah. you're not yeah. ready for it yet. Right. But right. 
let's, you know, yeah. I love that. That's really neat. Yeah. yeah. And I would say if there are older moms um, watching, listening, oh, yeah. I don't think it's helpful to say, oh, that's nothing. You'll get through that. No, no. Because that doesn't yeah. enter into, even even if it is nothing, even if you know <clears throat> with the wisdom and perspective of yeah. 20 years yeah. that it is a blip on the screen and next week it'll be fine, mm. it doesn't super help the person mm. to feel like you're dismissing it. No, yeah. no, no. Well, I have a... Men- and with, hang on. With your daughters, uh, their first loves, don't tell them it's not real love, it's only puppy love. It, their first love is real. Those it feelings are for, for sure real. You dismiss those early, they're going to go to somebody else with their feelings. Mm, good point. Good point, honey. Sorry. Well. Sorry. No, well, I was just saying, because mm. I've um, I've sought out people to help teach me how to pray. And Shirley, of course, has been oh, one of them. Because she's yes. always praying. And yes. I, I hung out with them when we went for my cancer, for my lip. We prayed eight times that day. Wow. Like throughout the whole yeah. day. They yeah. just prayed. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and it wasn't... None of it was right. forced. No. It no. felt just like, I'm like, is this how they live? Remember when I yeah. came home? I and was that, like, you know. She said it wasn't performance it, and it wasn't no, forced and it wasn't part perfunctory. Of your day. It was just fun. It was just part of who they were right. and what we did. And it right. just was woven throughout the entire day. And you day. know, that seems so normal to me because that was my growing <clears> up life. But I realized that's not normal to most people. Right. I no, say, yeah. I it, spoke to a group in Atlanta last week and two gals who I'd known in middle school and high school came up to me. I hadn't seen them in, you know, 30 some years. They come up to me and they said, you don't remember this, but I can, I was at your house um, and we were getting ready to all take the SATs and your dad prayed for my SATs. And they said, we didn't know people prayed about stuff like that. And it was just for those girls, because in our family, that was like, yeah, you have a need. Let's ask the Lord to give you a good night's sleep before your test and bring things to your memory, help you think clearly. These gals, as 14, 15, 16-year-olds were blown away by that natural process yes. of, mm-hmm. of bringing God into your daily life, yeah. talking to him about your little needs and your big ones. Well, and I just wanted to shout to the world, like, Jim and Shirley are the real deal. Yeah, like, amen no to that. no joke. They like, are the no real No joke, the deal. real deal. They get, they get blasted. I don't know. They get blasted all the time. And I got to spend an entire day with them. And, and I was in crisis, yeah. but mm-hmm. I never felt yeah. like I was in crisis. Absolutely. The whole day. Yeah. Yeah. They are the real deal. I yeah. mean, your dad's books just shaped our parenting, oh. shaped our kids. Mm. <laughs> Excuse me. But so what I wanted to say was the lady who's teaching me to pray now is Teresa Cook, Graham Cook's wife. Oh, wow. And she is teaching me these creative prayers of like, so I'll go through scripture, but then I'll get to write my mm-hmm. own prayer too. Mm, beautiful. Yeah. And so that's a whole new thing I've never even done. Like I'm yeah. still in the process. Yeah. I It's up on my board. I love that I, you said write your prayers yeah. because I think Thanksgiving is a huge part of prayer. Mm. And when we write oh, yeah. them down, like I keep a prayer journal um, because it's nice. It's, it's, it's not just nice. I think it's mandatory because God says, tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him for what he's done. Ooh, you know, that's a translation of that yeah. um, Philippians 4. Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Yep. Tell God your needs and don't forget to thank him. And when we write them down, whether it's on cards, whether it's in a prayer journal, whatever, we can then go back and say, oh, yeah. wow, a month mm-hmm. ago, look, a year ago, a week ago, I was praying for this. Look how God, look what God's done. Thank you, Deirdre. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. And it helps you not forget. You know, I had someone call me just a few weeks ago and they were talking. I was saying, you know, journaling's a, I, I don't, I don't like to journal and <laughs> yeah, not I, a lot of, not everybody does. I struggle with it. I found a, a little formula that helps me and I was talking to them about it and they were really vulnerable with me and they said, I'm afraid to journal my prayers because I don't want to go back and look at them if they don't ever come back, come true. And it was this really 
it was so honest and I was appreciative of like, oh, we all feel that way. Like, I don't want to pray that. What if he doesn't, what if he says no? Would would you not go to your heavenly parent to say, can I go get an ice cream with my friend? And they might say yes, they might say no. I think we need to approach God that way. And I love what Tim Keller says about Mm. prayer. He's got a book called Prayer, you know, talk about the 30,000 foot. That's, it's a, it's, it's a brainiac book, but I really love it. Um, But one of the things Tim Keller says is when we pray, God will either give us what we asked for or what we would have asked for if we knew everything he knows. Uh Uh-huh. I mean, doesn't that allow you to sort of release it, to be able to say, Mm. Lord, this is what I'm asking. This is my desire. Mm. But you know all. You know my heart's desires Mm. where I don't even know Mm. the deep down desires. And you know the circumstances. You know the situation. You weave it. And God will answer those prayers. So Mm. it might not be exactly what you wrote down in your journal to your friend's point. I'm afraid Mm. it's going to be better. Well, well and the other thing. Hang that, on, I got to jump okay, into that. I just so. did this on. Uh, <laughs> I did this on our newsletter, and so for uh, for those listening now, this is a newsletter a few back. This is an interesting one, Jody, because a couple weekends ago we had a guest in town, and I wanted everything to be perfect. Mm-hmm. I wanted my construction to be done. I wanted oh, the sure. office to be finished. I wanted all those things. Here I comes crave, type A. I'm, I'm yeah, 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 yeah. I crave these things. Our guest is getting ready to arrive. I forgot that I was supposed to cook dinner. I didn't have any food, none or an idea of what I would cook if I decided to. And there wasn't time. The construction people were in my house with, I mean, like with saws and hammers and just, it was the whole thing. It was, there is a, a roll off dumpster and, and, and trash piles and all of these things. And I just kept saying, Lord, what, why, why? And at the end of the weekend, every plan I had, I planned, went wrong you could ask laura yeah and i mean dinner, literally yeah all of them oh <laughs> i was so frustrated and the lord did not tell me this but my faith tells me this the lord knew exactly what i wanted i begged i begged and pleaded and prayed he knew what i wanted he knew what i asked for and he said oh but son here's what you need yeah 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 and it was exactly what you needed oh I don't and know about more. that. And more. Well, it, it was a it was one of the, the most weekend. beautiful weekends it could have ever possibly been. Wow. In your sure. whole entire life. And if I did wow. it over again, I wow. I would I would have everything organized and perfect. I would want that. I disagree. I disagree, but he gave me what I needed. Isn't that Does that make something? sense? I disagree. That's a beautiful statement. I disagreed, but I knew it was what I needed. Yeah. And don't we know that in our own kids lives you know they might disagree but we know as parents exactly what they need and we love them and they're and they're secure right in our love for them so even though they might be railing against it they're like i know yeah my son's up railing against me right now because he's doing his pre-algebra oh see it's what he needs he's not not playing (laughs) Fortnite, which he thought he would be doing while we while we did this sorry playing Fortnite, jody my goodness The wisdom that you have expressed in this yes, broadcast today is overwhelming. Uh, thank you. And you as well. Oh my mm. gosh, what a treat to be oh with you goodness. all. And to get to see your family and see this studio. It's so exciting. Fun oh. little studio. It's hey, wonderful. Please come back. Either via Skype or in person. Whatever yeah. it is, if you want yeah. to be here, please. It was a phenomenal broadcast. Thank I cannot you. wait to hear it again. I can't thank wait to get you. back into the book yeah. uh, and do more praying for my kids. Well, can I pray for your please. Yes. All right, yes. let's please. Wrap up. Oh, Heavenly Father, I just thank you so much for this place. I pray that your presence would fill it, anoint it, 
just mm-hmm. equip Ryan and Laura as they reach out and touch so many with their love for you and their wisdom and their desire to just make your name known. We pray you would be glorified in and through all that they do. Mm-hmm. And Father, for everyone who has been able to watch, listen, uh, re- stream, I don't know all the technical terms for this, <laughs> but who's ever had access to this um thing we've taped, whatever you call it. Lord, would you just work in their mm-hmm. lives, yes, in their Lord. families, God? I pray that your word would be made real in all of our lives and that you would, as Laura said, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. None of us know exactly how to do it. Christ's disciples walked with him and they said, Lord, teach us to pray. Mm-hmm. But Father, make us prayer warriors. It is a fight. Parenting's a battle and we will get weary. But Lord, mm-hmm. let us tap into you mm-hmm. for your strength that your strength would be made perfect in our parenting weaknesses and that we would be able to give you the glory, knowing that you are the Lord who will do more than all we could ask Mm -hmm. for or imagine. In Christ's name, amen. 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 And I'm sorry, I don't know, what do you call it? You call it a podcast? You call it a podcast. Thank you. We're on the radio, we're on podcast. I know, I'm so old. I'm so old. No, no, no. It's a little bit of everything. Pray in the scriptures (laughs) for your children. Discover how to pray God's will for their lives. You know, that's what's great about that subtitle. I love the nuance. There are things I want for my kids. Oh, yeah. But what I want most is whatever God wants for them. Yes. And praying God's will for their lives tells me it's not me, it's him. Yeah. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks for listening, Rebels. Thanks to Jody for being on the podcast today. Thanks for sharing this with your friends and family. We are growing every month, and it's because you share this with your friends and family, and we appreciate and love you for that. Thank you to our sponsors, The Voice of the Martyrs. Persecution.com is their website. They've been helping those being persecuted for our gospel for more than 50 years with resources, staffing, Bibles, all kinds of stuff. We love that organization. Persecution.com for their website. God bless Rebels. We'll see you soon. Rebel Parenting is produced by Rebel Media House. And when you need a little help with your marriage or parenting, and everyone does, you can find it at rebelparenting.org. Sign up for the Rebel Update by texting the word REBEL to 444-999. That's R-E-B-E-L and the number is 444-999. We love it when you share Rebel Parenting with your friends and family, so thank you. God bless. Thanks for spending your time with us. And we'll see you next time for another episode of Rebel Parenting. Rebel Parenting.